BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We are going to re-engage the topic of what is wrong with young men in America, as it was a the topic on Bill Maher on Friday night. We got a fair number of uh, decent texts, interesting texts about that whole topic. What is wrong with young men? Uh, so we'll get to that next segment. Here's my favorite text I've gotten in a while. Joe just keeps Jack around to make himself sound smart. That's one of those great, like, wow. insults us both with one sentence. That's not easy wow. to do. That's a yeah, good there's one. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> a lot of insulting going on. Right. There's, it's way more insulting than it sounds at first blush. Wow! Yeah, you know, well played. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Oh boy! Uh, so uh, yeah, I can't wait to get to that. What's wrong with young men? We got some emails too, um, and it's not like it, what what's happening to America's young men. I think might be a better way to put it. But if you if you heard that segment, have a, a comment or. Maybe you just have a comment. You work with young men. Uh, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. If you, uh, email is the way you swing. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Or if you want to text us, 415-295-KFTC. This is straight out of the Department of Unintended Consequences or uh, you know just unforeseen complications. But the L.A. Times, which is uh, unquestionably a lefty uh, publication, uh, really interesting coverage in depth of the... Uh, 
What's happened on the ground after the legalization of marijuana in California? Their headline is, The Reality of Legal Weed in California, Illegal Grows and Deaths. And they go into, they open the article with a description of what's happening up in the uh, Shasta area, you know, Redding and above, Shasta County. And so one of my favorite places in the world, uh, just absolutely gorgeous, but uh, wild and untamed. Uh, And I'll just read some of it to you. At this hour and distance, Serene Hughes cloaked the rugged enclave of Mount Shasta Vista, a tense collective of seasonal camps guarded by guns and dogs, where the daily runs of water trucks are interrupted by police raids, armed robberies, and sometimes death. So many hoop houses, that's your, like, uh, semi-temporary growing houses, like greenhouses, you'd call them. Hoop houses. So many hoop houses packed this valley near the Oregon border that last year it had the capacity to supply half of California's entire legal cannabis market. Wow. Prop 64 of California's 2016 landmark cannabis initiative sold voters on the promise that a legal market would cripple the drugs outlaw trade with its mm-hmm. associated violence and environmental wreckage. That's what I was hoping. That was the idea of uh, ending prohibition and legalizing booze once again. Here is the reality, briefly stated. Instead, an L.A. Times investigation finds the law triggered a surge in illegal cannabis on a scale California has never before witnessed. Rogue cultivation centers like Mount Shasta Vista now engulf rural communities scattered across the state as far afield as the Mojave Desert, the steep mountains on the north coast, and the high desert and timberlands of the Sierra Nevada. Residents in these places describe living in fear next to heavily armed camps. Criminal enterprises operate with near impunity, leasing private land and rapidly building out complexes of as many as 100 greenhouses. Police are overwhelmed, able to raid only a fraction of the farms, and even those are back in business often within days. The raids rip out plants and snare low-wage laborers while those responsible, some operating with money from overseas, remain untouched by the law, hidden behind straw buyers and fake names on leases. Okay, so uh, let me throw out the obvious question. Maybe you've got that coming up in this very article, uh, the answer to this. But the obvious question is, if pot is legal and there's so many people smoking legal weed, how are they? how is there a demand for that much illegal weed? How much pot are we smoking? I mean, I smoke... A bale, a bale and a half a week, mm. like the size of a bale of hay. That's it's what a little I, aggressive. <laughs> but seriously, how much pot are we smoking to keep both the legal business and the exploded illegal business going? Brief answer to that question is because California, unlike some other states, uh, for various reasons, some of which are fairly noble. They enacted a regime of a tremendous amount of regulation and very, very high taxes. And so that creates an incentive for somebody to undercut those prices. You combine that with just culturally speaking, law enforcement wise, hunting down and rooting out marijuana is just not what it was 20 years ago. Uh Um, and so it's, uh, but wasn't the assumption, the assumption would be that you didn't, you're not going to have to enforce the law. There, there's no market for it. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah. Which would have been true if not for the, the super high regulations and taxes that have made a, an overly expensive legal uh, market combined with a lax attitude toward marijuana in general. So, hey, potheads, now I'm going to have to talk really slow. Oh, boy. Because you're stoned out of your gourd. Are you still buying illegal pot?
when you could go down the street and buy it legally because it's cheaper. Yeah, I mean, if it's a third cheaper. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Uh, Your explanation yeah. was good, but what's what's the difference between pot and booze with the way that works? You know, like I said, prohibition ended and the whole bootlegger Al Capone thing kind of went away because it just wasn't the market for it anymore. Is it just because it's uh, you can't you can't cheaply make beer that's good well, the same way you can cheaply grow pot? That's good. Yeah, I think the difference is, and this is off the top of my head, and if uh, somebody wants to weigh in, please feel free to mail back. One of you uh, drink and one of you smoke, you idiot. That's the difference. Yeah, well played. Well discussed. Uh, I think to produce liquor at an industrial scale is incredibly difficult to hide. You can grow marijuana out in the middle of nowhere. My roommate did it in his, uh, his closet. For instance, uh, but you can grow where no one ever goes. I mean, they talk about these grow houses, um, canopy-covered hoop houses that permit three to five harvests a year. They're out in the middle of nowhere with generators and lights that are hidden from you know anybody viewing them. So they're just incredibly hard to find. And there's the process of turning marijuana the crop into marijuana the consumable consumer good is you chop it off the plant and let it dry for a while that's it that's got to be it right because like i i've got a friend who's got a brewery it's very small me poured a ton of money into it everything like but they don't make enough beer to like make a dent in anything whereas with marijuana with that amount of investment that he put in, you could probably, you know, f- provide marijuana for a hell of a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, and they go into a fair amount of detail about it, but um, with outlaw grows, uh, exacerbating cannabis-related violence, bringing shootouts, robberies, kidnappings, occasionally killings, laborers often toil in squalid, dangerous conditions, frequently are cheated out of wages, they're often illegals. Uh, carbon monoxide from generators and charcoal braziers have killed seven workers as they labored or tried to stay warm in seen, sealed greenhouses. Uh, unimaginable environmental damage. Millions of gallons of water being diverted at a time of severe drought, pulled out of aquifers, even as the wells of local homeowners go dry. Unchecked chemical fertilizers have been deployed along with banned lethal pesticides. Immense scale of illegal cultivation fed a glut that crashed wholesale prices last year, jeopardizing those in the licensed market. Uh, it's a disaster. Certainly a disaster in the making. Yeah, I was asking uh, how many of you are still buying it illegally instead of legally just because it's so much cheaper. Jack, I grow two or three cannabis plants by my garden every year. I cure it in the fall, put it in a mason jar, Probably smoke half of it throughout the year. Granted, I'm a light smoker, but I have no idea why there's any money in the pot business. Well, everybody has a garden, I guess, or wants to put in the effort. I don't have a, I don't have the slightest idea what pot costs. Certainly, illegal pot. But you're you're. It's that much cheaper than buying it at the dispensary, huh? Oh uh, yeah. How did yeah, the, I... how did the pro pro pot government crowd not figure that out? We can't make it so many multiples more expensive than the already available illegal stuff, or nobody's going to buy it, although people are buying it. 
Right. Although it wouldn't have to be multiples, uh, you know, less expensive or a fraction of the cost or whatever. I mean, if I can get a hundred dollars worth for ninety dollars with zero fear of any consequences, if it's for personal use, even if it's a substantial amount for personal use, I'm going to do it. I'm going to save that ten dollars. Well, you said a third. So were you just throwing out a number or was that actually in the article? No, that was just a, a okay. number. Okay. It, it wouldn't surprise me, though. If anybody knows the difference in price, uh, feel yeah, free. There's... I mean, because economics are economics. I mean, the, the sellers of illegal pot are selling it at whatever price gets them the most return. And if that's 10% less than legal, that's what they're doing. If it's 25% less, that's what they're doing. But the sellers of legal pot are going as low as they can and keep their doors open, but they got Correct. all the taxes and paperwork and everything else added to it. Exactly, yeah. Um, I had another question. Yeah, yeah. if you know much about this, we need to, we know our potheads to weigh in. Luckily, this is late in the show when you're up. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Um, the, oh, my, my, the, the dispensary in my town, I don't know how many of them there are. There might be 10, but there's one that I drive by because it's on the way to something else I go to. There's always a line. Mm. So somebody's buying it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is not good. No. You know, we were going to talk about young men and their situation in America right now. Too, way too much really strong pot is not helping. No, God, I'd say no. And if you haven't heard this stuff about young men in America, you should stay tuned. It's really good. Men just don't work as much as they used to, um, especially young men, right? Uh, teenagers 20 years ago, more than half of them, uh, 16 and over, worked. Now it's one-third. That's a big drop-off in 20 years. And every one of the generations afterwards um, works less as a cohort than they did up until 55 and older, more share of men <laughs> work than they did 20 years ago. That's weird. If we're like losing the idea that getting a work ethic, figuring out how to uh, you know, wake up hungover and show up to work on time to get the independence of having a hostile third party allow, you know, pay you money to do indifferent work, that's important. <laughs> To pay you to that's do kind of a funny way to put it, but it's a good point. Pay you to do indifferent work. Um, that's just starting on the what's wrong with young men topic that they got into on Bill Maher the other night, which is pretty darn interesting. We got a bunch of text in response to the topic. Let's let's hear a little more from these various people. I suppose we should tell you who some of these people are. That's Matt Welch. He's the editor of Reason Magazine. That's a libertarian. Now we got Scott Galloway, who's a podcaster who talks about this sort of stuff and the crisis of young men. The most unstable nations in the world have one thing in common, and that is they have too many lonely, broke, and alone men. It's the right. most dangerous person in the world. Someone Rusty wasn't attacked because of the fatwa. He was attacked because a guy was living in his mother's basement. We have, we have a crisis among young men, and it starts at a young age. Young men are twice as likely on a behavior-adjusted basis to be suspended. Seven in ten high school valedictorians are women. For every one female, for every two female graduates from college in the next five years, you only have one. The scariest stat, walking down the avenue that is America, only one in three men under the age of 30 have had sex in the last year. And you hear sex and your brain fires. But the bottom line is, 
is a key step to the elemental foundation of any society, and that is relationships. Men, young men aren't attaching to work, they aren't attaching to women, they aren't attaching to schools. We are producing too many of the most dangerous person in society. We're not going to have kids, we're not going to have a productive society, we're going to have more violence, and also we're going to have a society that does not value uh, young men. God, you combine the work stat with the sex stat. I mean, it'd be one thing if they aren't working because they're having sex. <laughs> not doing either. Well, and I thought he was, he, Matt Galloway put it, or Scott Galloway put it really, uh, you know, effectively there. They're not connecting to anything. Yeah. That, that We're is, not, not committing to anything anyway. That's certainly troubling. And we, all, we got this. Add that. Add on to that the boys are not getting their driver's licenses on their 16th birthday anymore. They're waiting until they're 19 or 20 years old. Which uh, we've talked about over the years too. That's I can't that, imagine that. I can't either. I can't either. So you don't want your driver's license or a girlfriend or any money to do what you want. Uh, well, I can't relate to either of those three. Nation of veal calves. I've been saying it for decades. That is wild. I wanted all three of those things so bad. I remember at a point when I was like 14 years old asking my dad, did you talk to anybody today? Did you talk? Because he knew some people that, could, that, that they, he thought could hire me for a job. Did you talk to anybody today? I just couldn't wait. He'd come home and he, ah, I didn't get a chance today. Can you talk to him tomorrow? I wanted a job so bad. And obviously, I wanted my driver's license the second I could get it. And sure. th- there's nothing I wanted on earth more than a girlfriend. Never got one, but that's what I wanted. Well, you got one eventually. <laughs> eventually. Not then. Uh, let's hear, hear one more clip from the show. Dear young man, this work from home thing is a disaster. They need young men. Young men need young men need guardrails. They need to know how to read a room. They need to put on a clean shirt. They know not to get high or drink too much during the week, and then get into the office the next day. We have a crisis among young men. One of the most, in my view, one of the most dangerous things in our society. I don't know. Do we have time for that Tinder clip as well? Or, I mean, I've got a couple of good emails on the question, but. Okay. Yeah, wh- why not? This is pretty important, I think. A Tinder, two to one male to female. It sounds like a great idea. Oh, I can just order women like I do a pizza on my phone. I think I'll have the Kelly today. <laughs> except. <laughs> except when you, when you go on it. It weeds out the people who aren't the best looking, I think, because, it, you know, it used to be go to a bar. OK, maybe it was potluck, but yeah. you have to be able to learn to 100%. talk to a woman. You, you, they, they, I don't think they had to talk to a woman anymore because it's just on the phone. It's just like, what's up? 50 men on Tinder, 50 women, 46 of the women show all of their attention to just four men, leaving 46 men pursuing just four women. If we have huge mating inequality and here's the problem. When people don't get together and there's no pheromones and there's no vibe, women primarily try and make very quick assumptions about this individual's ability to garner resources in the future. 10% of the men get 90% of the attention, which does not lead to good behavior or form long-term relationships. Online dating is disastrous for mating and for men. It's terrible. We got this text, for instance, my daughter cannot find any young men interested in dating. It makes her feel like she's the issue. Wow. Wow. Got a couple of really good emails, including this one, which begins with, why would you want to go out into the world and take chances and fail when all your base needs are met? Yeah, a lot of people brought up porn, which might just be enough to keep you from wanting to take the risks you were just talking about. If you missed an hour of the show, get the podcast. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I didn't actually watch Bill Maher Friday night. You did, Michael. So that's from this past Friday night where they focused on the problem with young men in America. That's a that's a topic. Couldn't hardly get enough attention. Yeah. Hey, just real quick uh, to the fellas. I should have thought of this uh, minutes ago, hours ago. Uh, can you grab me Lori Lightfoot from the other day when she was griping about the immigrants or Muriel Bowser or both or whatever? Uh, yeah, but getting back to the, the Bill Maher segment and, and young men and that sort of thing and you know how life has changed so much for young men just in the last generation or two and, and the idea that I don't particularly want or need a career. I have no interest in a girlfriend. I mean, if it was any other beast, biologists would be going crazy to understand this incredible change in behavior. Male wolves have start, stopped coupling with female wolves. Oh, my God. Yeah, there'd be all kinds of concern about it. climate change or plastics or something. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, got a handful of pretty interesting emails, including this one uh, from Nate. Why would you want to go out into the world and take chances and fail when all of your base needs are met? You have food, you're living in your parents' home or a small apartment with roommates. Now for entertainment, you have super realistic, engaging, high-tech video games like Call of Duty that are mostly played by young men. By the way, they're not all losers either. Many of them have jobs, maybe professionals. Uh, the minute they get home from work, though, they play eight hours of Call of Duty till bedtime. And then for sex, you have trillions of gigabytes worth of free pornography on the Internet. 
And then he says some of the most engaging, most erotic porn, far more engaging and erotic than real life sex could ever no, provide. No, uh, no, disagree. No, I, uh, you know, no. maybe you, you just kind of rush the way you worded it. Certainly, like wilder and and crazier and more explicit. The but... wildest porn is not as good as basic real sex. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I would I would quibble only to say. Because there's the uh, the the sugary treat of online interaction, whether it's uh, you know talking to people online, uh, it feels like real companionship, but it's not. Or online sex, you know, porn, whatever. It it takes care of the sexual urge, but it doesn't fulfill the human need for sexual um, you know contact or sexual relationship or whatever. So again, it's the sugary treat that fills you up, but it doesn't give you the nutrition uh, you need. But anyway, that's that's a quibble. Uh, it's not a shock. When you put an animal in an encasement and provide them with food, water, shelter, and sex, it has no desire to leave the cage. So that's an interesting point. The cage of what? I don't know. Consumerism? Comfort? Well, we got this text. kind of fits in there. There are young men in relationships. We're following the footsteps of Japan, where technology has caused men to lose interest in real women. True. They'd rather fantasize online with avatars and buy panties out of vending machines. Look for that in the U.S. soon. But I was hearing about this, I feel like, before like social media smartphones and stuff like that. The, the whole Japan thing. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what's causing this. Well, I know like uh, two guys that I know who told me this when they were in their forties, and they had. I think they had both been divorced in the situation, and just one of them was just never gonna, never gonna be in a relationship ever again because you know it can go wrong. And one of them tried di- dating and the, it didn't work out, so it was just never gonna do it again. And I just, I don't. Did that happen? Before, also, we just, I, 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 are we, are we more sensitive than we used to be to pain? Because heartbreak has always existed. Yeah, well, societies, and we've talked about this in a, a number of different contexts. Societies, uh, tolerance for comfort versus risk, or um, comfort versus danger, change a lot. Based on, I mean, you know, coming out of WW2, toughness, self-reliance, risk-taking, that sort of thing, uh, rugged individualism was worshipped. And it's just slowly but surely evolved into, you know, comfort and pleasure are what people seek. John Wayne's not the role model anymore. Some metrosexual gamer is. Yeah, I guess I guess alternatives. There's just so many alternatives that are good enough. They're not great. But they're good enough to get you through the evening. Watching yeah, YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah. Mm. You know what? I, part of me wonders, and I'm not advocating this. It's just something I got kicking around in my mind. Because different societies reach this state at different times. You mentioned Japan, which is a great example. Is there just some sort of internal mechanism in an animal? Where yes. they reach a certain Yes. This is what I've always believed. Something or other that they just stop reproducing. Yes, this is what I've always believed. The 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 way the reason we're we're stopping having babies and everything like that, it's just in the animal of we just don't need to. We don't, we're not we're not at war. We're not starving. So eh, we just lose our mojo. <laughs> we just we just lose our striving to be a dominant beast. It just kind of goes. Eh. Our get up and go, got up and went. Yeah. as they say. I, I think it's that. 
I don't think it's any of the rational things people always put on it of, well, it's too expensive to have a kid today. I don't think that's it it at all. crap. I think there's something that just inside of us, uh, just we got enough people, we're not at war, not hungry, so, nah. That would be a lot of work. Kids look like a lot of work. (laughs) Exactly. I'll just look at porn and play video games. I don't know. It just seems sad. You know, and and I was going to transition to something else, but maybe we'll get back to it. Um, There's an article I touched on last week called uh, What It's Like to Date in the Metaverse. And what's really telling is after many paragraphs of description, they start talking to people and... Uh, and they all say roughly, say roughly the same. Yeah, once I met them in person, uh, the idea of like uh, virtual being with them was so hollow. It just made me sad. I just wanted to be with them. Wow, in real life, interesting. Oh, it was universal. People expressing that they they were getting the candy and thought it was a meal, and then finally they had a real meal and thought, oh my god, I can never eat candy again. And again, it was just revealing and sad. But anyway, well, what, that's enough what, of that. What happens when? Uh, apparently, it's not enough of that. What happens when? <laughs> not enough for you, anyway. <laughs> I mean, because we're on the older end. We didn't grow up with this. We'll be dead soon. We have we have one foot in the grave already. Certainly. Um, but when we're replaced by people that have only ever lived with the candy, there'll be nobody around to say, "Hey, you're eating candy. There's something way better out there." There's not going to be anybody to say that. Well, again, if we were talking about a species that wasn't human beings, I mean, if it was deer or something, I'd say, well, then the population will dwindle until the deer realize they need to reproduce. Something you know, deep within their animal brains will kick in. They'll put together the candy, they'll let, or put down the candy, rather, and they'll absolutely demand, for reasons they can't even comprehend, the real thing again. Yeah. It, I'm picturing the dinosaurs laying around, playing video games, pleasuring themselves to porn. And then (laughs) the meteor that hit the Yucatan, that was just the coincidence. That was just the exclamation point. They're dying out anyway. Interesting. It's just my theory. It's It's unsupported by the fossil evidence. (laughs) (laughs) It... I know I say this about like nine different things a week, but it is the most interesting story on planet Earth, isn't it? It's it's yes, it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, do we even have time to cram in some of this? Or maybe we'll do it. Uh, the absolutely pathetic, hilarious whining of various uh, Democratic uh, Party officials because Greg Abbott shipped them a handful of illegal immigrants. They're wetting their pants. They're shrieking in agony that all of a sudden their giant city has to deal with a hundred people while the border states and cities just laugh. That story I shouldn't be taking as much pleasure out of it as I am. That story is coming up. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This idea of dumping these helpless people on buses and trucking them off to New York and Washington and Chicago is cruel and it's inhumane. And it does not represent who we are as Americans. That's Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois joining the chorus of whining Democratic politicians. (laughs) With many of the same specific sentences, they're talking about the fact that Texas and, well, Texas in particular, has had the gall to ship a handful of illegals out of Texas to so-called sanctuary cities, where they've been proudly proclaiming for a decade or more that they welcome all people. There's no human being that's illegal. Come to our sanctuary city. Then when Greg Abbott takes them up on the offer, they all of a sudden wet their pants and squeal like pigs. Here's uh, Lori Lightfoot real quickly. This is creating a human crisis and treating people without dignity, without respect. It's not what we are as Americans. And it's, frankly, another demonstration of unpatriotic um, conduct on the part of the governor of Texas. Again, with the it does not represent who we are as Americans. What the hell does that mean? But (laughs) the um, doesn't treat them with dignity and respect. Now, I've seen a few interviews even abc had an interview with a family that was excited about going to new york state they thought it was awesome they were trying to get on the bus i wish the media would do more of those um the only reason i could see you'd want to stay near texas is there are more people of your kind around i mean uh believe it or not i know this is going to be shocking to some of you but most people are not seeking out diversity they're seeking out more people like themselves. And, uh, you know, if you, if you land in Chicago and New York and you're not surrounded by everything's in Spanish language and grocery stores that have the food you like and radio yeah. stations that play the music you like, maybe you would have preferred to stay in Texas. But that aside, 
it doesn't make any sense that it's more dignified to be in southern Arizona than to be in Chicago. Right. Well, and <clears throat> I have not been to all 50 states in the last decade, but I've been to several of them. And I'll tell you this. You go to a construction site, you will hear Spanish being spoken. True. Uh, so I think they can find uh, plenty of folks that they can relate to. Uh, also, uh, some of the border state sheriffs, the border county sheriffs, are taking aim at the politicians in Washington and and Chicago, among other words, that are, are squealing like I was just describing. Uh they have seen nothing, writes Goliad County, Texas Sheriff Rob, Roy Boyd. They're calling themselves, they turned into a border town. They are not a border town. They don't know what a border town is, said Muriel Browser. We're putting into a place a framework that would allow us to have a coordinated response. Blah, blah, blah. This is a humanitarian crime. Blah, blah, blah. Um, just unbelievable. And, and yeah, the border county sheriffs are beside themselves with contempt for the whining politicians. It really, it really, I, again, I'm enjoying this more than I should be. Um, remember the talking point at the very beginning seemed to be it's a stunt. Everybody would say it's a stunt, which it was, uh, also a moronic defense. Yeah, it's a stunt to prove a point and it proves a really good point. And what is your, uh, what is your refutation of that? Right, right. Retired state, uh, I'm sorry, retired Texas Sheriff Clint McDonald, who's the executive director of the Southwestern Border Sheriff's Coalition, said the sheriffs on the border right now are living this every day, and they've been criticized for helping, for asking for help with what they're going through. He means from the federal government. And now that major cities are starting to feel this pressure, it seems to be a whole different scenario for them than it is for the people who live it every day. He noted prior instances where sheriffs faced over 10,000 migrants, 10,000 Muriel, 10,000 Lori, and not one of the federal people came down to help with that. So, no, we don't have sympathy for these people. The border people are overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed trying to bring dead bodies and the remains of illegal aliens found in the deserts. They're overwhelmed in their communities with human services shortfalls. They're overwhelmed with crime response, and they're overwhelmed with just the sheer magnitude of things that need to happen to care for these people. And and then he goes on to talk about this is a brilliant move on the part of Governor Abbott because they can't ignore what we're dealing with any longer. It is a brilliant move, and I hope it continues. So uh, one more thing real quickly. In uh, beautiful, is it Burridge, Illinois? I can't remember. Yeah, Burridge, Illinois, which is right by where I grew up um, in the Chicago suburbs. Uh, Steve Ducey went to talk with the mayor, Gary Grasso, uh, about the fact that a bunch of these illegals who were sent to Chicago on buses willingly by Greg Abbott, Chicago immediately rejected them and sent them out to the suburbs. This great sanctuary city of Chicago booted them out immediately to the suburbs to uh, to Burr Ridge. Go ahead with clip 60, Michael. When did you find out they were there? After they were checked in. Who took them there? I, you have to presume it's the city. Of course, they came into the city. The, that's where the buses originated from, and they were sent to our city. Um, there's confusion, even as we sit here this morning. There's confusion as to who, who made the decision, whether it was the governor, who you know is a sanctuary state person, and, uh, or, the, or the mayor. But we got no heads up. I was not told. My staff was not told. All right, one more clip that includes the d- d- ridiculous evil governor of Illinois, J.D. Pritzker. Go ahead, Michael. 
Uh, we got a statement from the governor's office to WGN in Chicago. They said the state of Illinois has a prior relationship with the hotel that Hampton Inn being used in the suburbs, and their staff has done amazing work welcoming refugees and asylum seekers before. So it is interesting that local officials are choosing this specific instance to gripe to the press about Governor Pritzker has made it clear that Illinois is a welcoming state and xenophobia has no home here. Uh, is he talking about you complaining? I, I, he must be, and I, I take great offense from that. This has nothing, again, to do with xenophobia. Uh, we are a very diverse community, if anybody knows anything about Burr Ridge. Uh, we, we, you know, it's not about the migrants. It, it's about the very thing that Lori Lightfoot complained about and not giving us a heads up so we could be prepared, so we can tell our residents. Obviously, they had many, many questions about safety, about health concerns, about unaccompanied minors. Uh, and so it's just the arrogance of the state uh, just presuming they can do uh, what they want. They invite people to come to the, this state and then they just willy-nilly put them in the suburbs without even giving us the courtesy of letting us know. Yeah, beautiful. We're a sanctuary state. We're a sanctuary city. Just don't send anybody to us because we don't want them. Right. Almost finished, let's get ready, final thoughts with Armstrong and Getty. I love that, I really like it. Oh, we need more though. If you want to uh, come up with one of those little intros to final thoughts, go ahead, email us or yeah, send it, it mail to an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Send it by an owl like you're at uh, Hogwarts. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew, huh? Let's begin with our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michael, final thought. After listening to today's show, young men, they give no effort and they take no risk. So if you want to be stand out from the crowd, give an effort and take a risk. Oh, yeah, I didn't get the text from a guy who said, uh, he said, I got to tell you, as a guy who's out there trying to date, it is it's great right now because you have no competition. Wow, how interesting. Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, final thought? If there was a key part of my job that I failed at 15 times, I would be fired immediately. However, if you're an NFL kicker, you get to keep your job. There were 15 missed game-winning field goals yesterday. Enjoy the unemployment line, guys. You're you're letting the snappers off the hook, by the way, sports guy. Come on. Terrible snaps. Jack, a uh, final thought for us? Yes, I ordered the Oreo brownie fudge dessert at Red Robin the other night and have since uh, sworn off desserts. I even wrote it down in my uh, notes in my phone. (laughs) I've sworn off desserts for 90 days. I'm doing a 90-day break from desserts. I lost Henry taking after his old man (laughs) ate his giant dessert. Then he said, all right, good night, everybody. Laid down in the booth and put his hat over his face. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's genetic, apparently, laying down in the booth. Uh, my thought, uh, not quite as lighthearted, I guess. Uh, Judy got back home last night after uh, quite a few days away. She was visiting friends and playing in a golf tournament. My best friend, my soulmate, the mother of my children, the love of my life, etc. Or you could just look at porn for your lifetime, fellas. You have no idea what you're missing. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. A lot of great clicks for you. Drop us an email. Uh, pick up some swag. Listen to the podcast. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
Armstrong and Getty. They're loco. They're locking up my toothpaste. It's 100 on the crazy meter. No, 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 no. No. What do we want to be? Losers or winners? I want winners. You're a loser. That's right. Ah. End of quote. Repeat the line. Ah. (laughs) It's quite amazing, and it's amazing, and it's also, in its amazingness, it is also something that we should all behold. Okay. And on that possibly nightmare-inducing note. Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.